Welcome to Commercial Property Podcast. My name is Helen Tarrant. I'm an author, I am an educator, and I am a specialist commercial property bias agent. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you specialist strategies and terminologies and live case studies on how you too can achieve financial freedom through commercial property. Now, if you are looking to buy your first commercial property, want to find out more information to see if commercial property is right for you, or you want to expand your portfolio to two or three commercial properties or even more, then this is the podcast for you. I will be sharing with you live case studies, the journey of my clients and students, and also how we're putting deals together. So relax, listen in, and enjoy the process. In this episode, you're going to learn three of the most important terms in commercial property investing, something you will hear time and time again. And more importantly, it's what you will use to evaluate your commercial property to make sure you're getting a great investment. It's all about your return and how this vastly differs from residential property. And make sure you listen all the way to hear Helen's number one valuable tip on how not to miss out on a good deal by letting greed come between you and a good deal. So let's dive into this episode. So hello and welcome back to the Commercial Property Podcast show. I've got Helen Tarrant with me. Welcome, Helen. Thank you. Thank you, Namiki. It's lovely to be back and um, I'm talking another topic on commercial property. Yeah, absolutely. This one's absolutely crucial. Since we're in these sort of startup uh, podcast uh, topics, I really wanted to cover off some of the definitions that uh, investors will come across. They may not be so uh, relevant or they may um, know them a little bit differently if they've been investing in commercial property or they may be completely unfamiliar with them. So I was thinking of covering off things like yields and what we mean about you know what when we're talking about a net yield versus a gross yield how it all might differentiate you know itself from a residential property and the yields quoted by agents um so if we could just walk down that path for for our listeners that i think that would be super helpful well fantastic and of course um so a lot of people uh, have asked me to talk about yield and cap rate and whether that's interchangeable. Um, some agents talk about cap rate, some of them talk about yield, and then there's a slight confusion. Look, from a valuation point of view and from a very technical point of view, it is very, very similar. There's just one exception is when you are talking about cap rates, it's generally a generalization about the market or particular asset class. So, for example, you know, in Sydney, the retail cap rate, so the retail shop cap rate might be 2% or 3%. Now, that's just a generalization about that particular class, which is com- which is retail shops in the commercial property space. Uh, it's also a refer- reference to the a particular area, which is Sydney. Uh, so in that area, generally, the, the, the returns, which is the cap rate, is about 2 to 3%. Now, however, in Sydney, you could be buying a retail shop for 5%, 6%, 7%, and that becomes a yield. That yield is particular to your particular property. So you might have bought one in Sydney recently, and while everybody else in the cap rate is 3 or 4%, you might have bought a higher yielding commercial property that just happened to be a retail shop at 6% or 7%. So therefore, that yield applies more individually to the deal and to the property that you've bought. So that's the slight difference. And 
So when you're doing your research and how that would apply to your research is to look at a cap rate in the market. So that comes from looking at auction results, talking to different agents, uh, looking at past sales history and and also doing your own research about uh, how many, how much stock is in the market and what's the demand and looking at that and then working out, uh, usually when you speak to three or four agents, they give you a general cap rate for that particular asset class and then looking at the property you're potentially looking at buying and looking at it saying okay so am I sitting above the cap rate so above the market in terms of my yield so my return or am I sitting below the market so therefore I'm paying too much for this property so I'm not really getting a bargain or I'm not really getting a deal but if I'm not getting a deal why am I doing it so you're asking those questions and then that gives you a general comparison to see if you're doing well in a deal or not um, and I guess what that reflects in, in the big picture is ultimately whether this property is going to be a cash-producing property or it's going to be a growth asset for you. So if it's a cash-producing property, then you obviously would like something that is a higher yielding, so returning higher than above average, um, therefore putting more money into your pocket. But if you're holding this property for growth, you might be buying at a very key position and you might have to accept a slightly lower yield or you might have to accept the cap rate of 3 or 4% because uh, ultimately you're holding it not for the cash flow but for the growth potential of that property or development potential of that property. So I hope that helps to clarify the difference between the two uh, terminologies. Yeah, I think that's really, really valuable. So if I could just backtrack and, and go over a couple of things with you. So the cap rate, um, for those listeners who don't understand, is typically called in full the capitalization rate. So if you hear cap rate, it's capitalization rate. And the yield, so you're basically telling us that the cap rate is the market rate for a particular locality. Um, you know, just, just a summation of that particular market, but your own property could have a very different profile in terms of its yield. Is the cap rate, the question I have is the cap rate always a net rate, a net yield sort of, or is it a gross or is it always a bit of a mix and do we not know? Um, normally it's a net. So the way you work out cap rates is the same, you work out yields. So you take the net rent. So let's say the net rent was $40,000 for a particular property and the cap rate is 8% then you know that the purchase price is roughly 500000 Now, if you were looking at, let's again say Sydney, Sydney retail or, or office space properties to different classes and the agent says, look, retail you're getting 3 to 4%, office space you're getting 5 to 6%, then you're potentially going, okay, well, I might want to buy office space because it's going to give me a bit higher yield or higher, um, I'm going to get a higher return. But when you're looking at the cap rate and you want to work backwards, because that's really important for an auction. If you're going to auction, they won't tell you how much the price of the property is, but they most likely will tell you what the cap rate is in the market. Right. So you can get a rough guide. So $40,000 if the cap rate's at 8%, you know roughly the property's going to go for 500000 Then you can go out there and do some research and say, okay, well, if I end up paying four eighty for this property, then I'm actually already doing better and I'm sitting above the cap rate. So my yield on that property, that particular one, is better. It's good. It's gonna put more money in my pocket. Yeah, that makes total sense. So you're always comparing the general market for that area and locality 
to the particular yeah. specific property you're looking at and calculating its net yield. So just again for our audience, um, could you just cover the definition or the calculation definition of a net yield? So a net yield is a taking the rent divided by the purchase price. So $40,000 and the purchase price is 500000 then the net yield is 8%. Yep, brilliant. So for again for our listeners, how does that differ from a gross yield? So most of commercial property is quoted in net yields. Sometimes it's gross yield. Could we just go over the definition of the gross yield, please? Yep, so gross yield is when the property itself has, it hasn't taken out the outgoings. So most of the time it's not, um, in residential, gross yields are used a lot more. In commercial, it's often um, a, it's often a net yield. So a gross yield is just, it's inclusive of all the outgoings. It's just a gross overall return on the property. And from it, you need to actually get to the net rate of exactly what comes out and what's in your pocket afterwards. Yeah. And the difference yeah. between gross and net is that one has all inclusive of the outgoings and the other one is exclusive of outgoings but before mortgage. So mortgage is not counted as yeah. an outgoing because it's not definable on a generalised level. Yeah, and it's not part of the specific property um expenses it's a personal expense from the landlord if they've you know or the owner who who's taken out a loan for it so yeah yes okay so basically a gross rent uh, sorry a gross yield would be coming from a gross rent that includes all of the outgoings and the net yield is coming from the net rent which is all of the outgoings deducted which would be you know the basics of um whether it's strata fees if it's a strata property or um, insurance and then rate council rates, water rates, those sorts of things, but not the mortgage, um, any any mortgage payments and things like that. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so I think that's that's pretty clear. Um, and so, with respect to um, res just really quickly again, with respect to residential yields, I think it's um, again for for the listeners who are coming from residential investing. Um, or who may have not invested in residential, but they know a little bit more about that world, but nothing about commercial yields and commercial property. Um, you know, quite often agents have all their properties listed in, you know, for residential properties, but, and they say it's a, it's a yield of this percent. And then someone might be going to compare that to a commercial property, but they really don't know that they're not comparing apples with apples, right? That's right. That's right. So what typically happens is in, in residential right now, they work on a gross yield. So that gross yield might be 5%. But uh, typically there is a 2% outgoings in residential. Um, as this is a generalization, but you take out you know, your strata fees, your rates um, and your water, um, maybe some landlord insurance. So you, and, and, you know, and maybe management fees or not management, it's up to you. Uh, and then that usually takes away from that gross rent and it gets to about a net yield of 3%, sometimes 2%. Yeah. And that's before mortgage. So you know that you are already going to be negative because mortgage at the moment, at best, it's around 3 3.5%, 4%. Half, 4%. So you're going to be negative 1, 1.5% 1 from that property. Now, when you buy a commercial property, if someone gives you a gross yield, or let's say 8%, and you take out exactly the same outgoings, let's say, you know, 
rates notice insurance um, or, or strata, whichever one, uh, and management fees, um, you're down to 6%. So 6% net and you know your mortgage and in commercial mortgage, uh, property at the moment, the, the rates are very, very competitive and very, very similar to, to residential, uh, you know that your mortgage is probably sitting around 4% or 4.5%. Yep. Well, if you're sitting around 4 or 4.5% and you're getting a net yield of 6%, you know that property is going to be positive, 1.5% yeah. from day one. And it's, it's working out that equation and seeing if that deal is going to work for you on that level first off. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, there, <laughs> therein lies the biggest difference uh, generally uh, between investing in commercial property and residential. You know, more than likely, especially with your uh, system and your strategies, you always aim for um, high positive cash flow commercial properties and high yielding commercial properties. So they're always, you know, positively geared, not negatively geared. Um, and yeah, that that's just the big difference. So so if, if listeners out there are comparing, oh yes, but an agent's telling me I can get five percent on a residential property, um, well please go back and double check all the outgoings and all the expenses, and then go and compare that to the net yield you get from a commercial property because it will be quite different, just as Helen has explained. Yeah, brilliant. So absolutely, yeah. What, and was there anything else around that? I think we've pretty much covered it. I know it might be just a nice succinct podcast about this topic but I think it was really important um, for those particular definitions to be clarified. Was there anything else you particularly thought we need to discuss um, in relation to this right now or can we save it for another podcast? Um, just a quick tip if that's okay. Totally, um, yeah. We'd love to hear that. Yeah, just a quick tip. If you were buying your first commercial property or if you're buying actually any commercial property, um, if you start out being I always said there's a balance of getting a good deal and being greedy. So um, when you sometimes push a deal too hard, you end up losing the deal or there's something they didn't tell you or it's something that's hidden. So, okay. So what I would suggest, if you can just even get above the cap rate, so above the general rate in the market by a quarter of a percent, then you've already started out your journey on the right foot. Anything, you know, and, you know, if it's more than that, fantastic. But, we're talking about small wins. Sometimes you want to buy in a key location and the cap rate's 7%. If you manage to get your property at 7.25% yield, that's already a win because that compounds over years to come. And buying a property is not like I buy it today and I want to sell it tomorrow. Uh, it's a long 5, 10, 20, or maybe a property you hold forever. So really, it's about you uh, having just uh, trying to get just a little bit ahead of the market, so and then letting the compounding work over time. That's brilliant. That's absolutely priceless, Helen. I think that's um, an absolute gem of a tip. So y instead of forcing the market to try and give you something that may be a more dodgy property or a less secure property um, because it's presented itself as particularly high yielding for that area um, compared to the cap rate, go for that you know, 0.25% or quarter of a percent um, increase in the local cap rate. And, you know, as you said, you're already doing better than, than the average um, in the market. I, I love that. That's great. Thank you. Oh, good. No worries. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So I'm going to say thank you. We're going to have you back again uh, to talk more yeah. and to cover case studies. And I've got some very exciting and interesting case studies that you reveal the strategies behind and, and the you know, sort of, you know, the thought process that goes into finding those types of strategies. Can't wait 
to get you back on again, Helen. Thank you so much for this information and these gems and, and pearls of wisdom. And we look forward to having you on again. No worries. Thank you. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Commercial Property Cashflow Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss any of my valuable tips and strategies. Now, if you're wanting more detailed education and training, I have a free webinar you can attend. Just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you there. And if you're ready to invest in commercial property with guided assistance and you want to talk to us, book into your free consultation. Find out more about it on helentarrant.com. I can't wait to share with you more of my tips and strategies in upcoming episodes. So really make sure you subscribe. This is Helen Tarrant signing off. See you on the next podcast.